Relationship 911. Three psychological experts. Dr. Ani. If I only had a penis, I could rule the world. Dr. Ken. Hey, if you have the data to support that, I'd be willing to see it. Future Dr. Adam, FDA. Why else do you need to get married? I don't understand. One radio producer, producer Danny. Yeah, you tiny thick guys. Yeah, I'm sorry about you guys. And your relationship issues. Monogamy is one billion percent realistic, though. You can sleep with somebody for a year and still never be in a relationship but with them. But do you really? owe them an explanation? If you- they don't bring it up, and you don't bring it up, then no. You're going to date somebody that's tall and big and has a big dick? I mean, they're going to want to feel some friction on that. Damn. Relationship 911. Are you ready? Right off the bat, I'm so sorry to everyone. Totally late. That's kind of actually an interesting segment when you know some people so well that you know they're pissed at you. Yeah. But how do you handle (laughs) that? I know how Dr. Ken handles it when he's mad at me. He just smiles bigger. (laughs) Why do you think I'm so happy? I know. When I get like Dr. Ken Ken big smile, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm in trouble. (laughs) I'm like, oh, man. It's just like the strong, silent treatment. Like, Michael, give me a strong silent I was just marveling in the irony of the last show. Yeah. Yeah. When we were waiting for uh, future Dr. Adam. (sighs) I know, but and I was doing it for yoga. So At least he arrived with it. a black eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, okay, so the real reason I'm late is I, I took I took my kids to a yoga class. We had a family yoga oh. day at my studio. Oh. And the irony was coming back, there was like a ton of horrible traffic that I wanted to just like, you know, like do every un- yoga thing. By the time <laughs> I had to like pass them off to their dad, yeah. I'm like, get out, get out of the car. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, that's gonna take some therapy. You remember that Zen you yeah, had? It's gonna over. Take some therapy. <laughs> I can't send you guys text messages when you're in the studio, you're and right. I can't drive. Like, I just looked at oh, my phone, and my stay, son was like, don't "Mom, don't look at your phone." And I'm like, "You're right. You're don't right. You you're totally right." Like when you're in the wor- the biggest rush, you can't because you're gonna kill yourself. But it was okay. kind of fun. Funny that my kids were meta communicating about my feelings and stuff. They're like, "Okay, <laughs> let's just be calm because mom's feeling really frustrated right now. Let's not get her too." frustrated i'm like that's right do not get mom too frustrated yeah they've learned how to survive guard for life (laughs) (laughs) okay let's pick a topic for today's show oh we're glad Uh, you're here we're gonna spin the wheel pick some uh, several topics and based on uh when you spin the wheel i'm gonna i'm gonna close my eyes and press one the wheel of danger okay so go ahead and spin there we go oh not that one oh yeah My boyfriend is huge. Can I make this work? I totally got that. I got that. (laughs) Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Hang on one second. Let me find out what that is. Because it's basically, oh, it's somebody writing in. This is Slate.com. Somebody's writing in. My boyfriend is uh, huge, long and thick as my wrist. We go slow and use lots of lube, but my vagina has a tendency to get really tight when I'm close to coming. and, uh, And it leaves us both quite sore. Though because of endorphins, I tend not to feel the pain until the next day. We're currently in that new relationship period where we just want to screw nonstop as often as possible. So um, <laughs> any sex tips on how to make it tighter or loosen things up a bit? What's your recommendation? <laughs> well, I mean, I have all kinds of recommendations, but I think, one, you just have to stop thinking about it mm-hmm. because if you think about all the mechanics, I mean, what's the there's you kind of lose the fun of it. 
Um, it sounds like they're doing all the right things. It's just, you know, that's like that's a great part of the newness of a relationship. You're just kind of getting used to people's body. And so instead of thinking of it as like a negative, like everything's not going perfectly, just think of it as this is a season of like I'm just my body is getting used to your body. And it's it can be actually a really great thing. It's a great opportunity for communication, too. So there well, could be like it, when one partner screaming in pain, I'd say, yeah, that's gonna be communicative. <laughs> well, <laughs> is that good pain or bad pain? Yeah, that's my I question. Mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, if you're in somebody's vagina, like how bad can it be? Like, you know? Well, maybe. No, actually, okay, that's actually there. Let's think of a who it is. Cup half full. However, you know? somebody I know very well was with a girl. The girl cannot um, get wet. Yeah, like she couldn't, and right. oh, wow. she would not tell guys that though. So what would happen is when she would sleep with a guy, it'd be super painful for both. Oh god! But they wouldn't talk about it, and they wouldn't say anything. See, and wow. like, you can say like, "Oh well, maybe we should use lube or yeah. something to like kind of help the situation." See, that's what I don't get. It's like, but sex, there's no talking, so it did hurt. Sex is often painful, like, and I think that we have this like myth in our head that. If, if it's painful, then, you know, there's no chemistry, there's something wrong with the relationship, or there's something wrong with you. I just, you know, parts are trying to figure out parts, and that's just, that's part of the fun of it, honestly, and part of the intimacy of, of really talking through some things and laughing, like, not taking it all so seriously, honestly. Like, who hasn't, like, made a weird sound during sex? I mean, I think honestly, that says a lot about your relationship. Okay, that's because Doctor Ken isn't doing Ken it is, right. But we're going to have a, a class for Dr. him Ken later. Doctor Ken is dead silent. <laughs> <laughs> I know from experience. <laughs> He's like, my mother's going to hear this. Well, if it's so painful, honestly, there's so many other people out there. Like, <laughs> just I just your losses. Okay, wait. And just find somebody else. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think that you know, people take time to get used to other people. I, but I just still go back to, can this is Dr. Ken's big thing, yeah. communication. Exactly. That was what I was going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't communicate no. someone's member to get smaller. No, 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 no. no, no, no. That's but not going to help. Can, okay, first of all, okay, thank you for mentioning, <laughs> <I mean. laughs> bringing up, you think about sex like a man thinks about sex. There you go. Well, thank you. Like you think about girth, you think about size, you think about quantity. That's how men often come at sex. More is more. For a woman, quality as well. You know, for a woman, I think that, thank you, quality, technique. I mean, I don't think when I talk to women that are um, heterosexual, size is really not as important as knowing how to touch a woman's body with other parts of your body, with your penis, whatever it is. It's just like being attentive to their needs is way outweighs what you can do with your member, as Adam calls it. Um, and Our best friend. The other thing that just very quickly, <laughs> as I talk to women about penises. Uh, Peni. <laughs> Peni. <laughs> it seems like having a big penis is almost like a handicap. Because, again, men come at sex sometimes from like more is more. So they're like, oh, I have a big dick. So I don't need to know how to do anything. I just Ask like. Mike. Well, yeah, yeah. Mike exactly. knows from experience. That's it. You know, <laughs> like. talk to this guy over here. This girthy bastard. Yeah. Like, ladies, you're welcome. You know? And so it all is almost like a little bit of a handicap. Poverty is a handicap. But I'd rather have uh, girth size <laughs> than poverty. 
I hear what you're saying, though. <laughs> yeah. And but it's it's can it ever be too big? In other words, I had a, a deal breaker. I had a. I think it's the wrong question. Previous okay. um, basketball coach that played uh, pretty high level um, college basketball. So we had a teammate, uh-huh. and all his team. I mean, this guy was a really good looking. Not my coach, but like his his buddy who played on, mm-hmm. on the team. Really good looking guy, really built, great athlete, but he always dated girls that the guys thought were like he was way out of their league. Like, why are you doing that? So, girls that were a little bit bigger. And finally, one day he told him, like, girls that are like in shape or average size girls just can't handle his member. Mm-hmm. And so he had to date girls that, in his, in his words, could handle it. Mm, there you go. Not that he was always super attracted to them or interested but like that's just what he could <laughs> and not just at that like time. the openness it was super interesting, like the, the actual circumference of the area as I make a hole with my fingers <laughs> yes. um, but also that. like the friction the thrust you know like that's just that's part you're gonna date somebody that's tall and big and has a big dick I mean they're gonna wanna feel some friction on that as a famous blues singer once said it ain't the meat it's the motion Right. I mean, so I still think, though, it shouldn't be a rate limiting factor. I think you can find all kinds of ways. But for me, it's about the process. And I really like that stage of figuring things out when it's new. And, you know, you don't want to like I'm not saying that suggesting people should like talk through and micro evaluate every little (laughs) phase. But I think it can be an opportunity (laughs) where people can, you know, kind of have some fun interactions and not take it all so seriously. And well, I think you have to talk about it at some point, well, right? Well, sure. Going like, back, but going not back like to right FDA. in the moment. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. Um, that might kill the mood. <laughs> going back to FDA, though, about how how he had a friend Story. where they, they, they just wouldn't talk about it. And I think the tendency is we've been so socialized it to A, not talk about problems in the relationship, A, not talk about anything, any problems sexually. And when that happens, uh, Instead of bringing something up, you just blame yourself and go, oh, there's there's something that I'm not doing right in this situation. Don't you think most couples at some point talk about their genitalia with each other? Like, how many of you have names for your genitalia? Me. <laughs> All of you do, right? Like, people talk about their genitalia. I know. They use like, it. <laughs> <laughs> that was like in high school. <laughs> I think the problem is eventually. is that it's a it's eventually and a lot of times it's too late, and so when's too late then? After it doesn't work for whatever's going on in the relationship, and I don't think it I don't think it's just limited to the the sexual arena. I think uh, that things can be going in a certain direction that's not up to the standards, and that and that it just the problem just keeps getting worse and 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 gets them farther apart. So I think that comes back to what you were saying. The point that you were making, Dr. Ani, um, is the communication just right from the beginning, not in the moment, but learning how to say it in a comfortable adult way. I think a lot of times bringing it up, you, you're that, that scared uh, high schooler that's trying to, figure things, trying to figure things out and doesn't really know how to navigate things. Okay. I don't feel scared to talk about sex, like ever, with... Anybody. Like, I'll talk about people. I just feel like parts are parts. Okay, hold on. So, so the communication factor, yes, absolutely, 100%, it's very necessary and important. But we're talking about specific situation here where the dude is just too big. 
Like, there's no communicating in that. Or how do you fix that? You can fix it. How? If they like to have if they like to have intercourse, and every time they have intercourse, right. she's hurting for three, four days. Like you can't really change well, you, that. Yeah, I think that the size of somebody's vagina can become adjusted to somebody's penis over time. <laughs> yeah, Sounds painful. Well, I mean, women give birth to things much larger than a penis. Sure. <laughs> so and they're in the hospital right. for two. You weeks. know. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like I'm saying, it's it's possible. Maybe right. Maybe it hasn't been your experience or other people that you know of but i i know of a lot of women who date really big guys and over time you know things work themselves out takes a little communication but i think that strengthens the relationship and um and i also think that you know it's sex is not about just the size the parts fitting together it's more like the technique and doing things that somebody really really likes and it's pleasing to them and it signals to them like I really care about you because I know you like this right at this time or you know and things change and evolve over time so I don't think it's a rate limiting factor at all I think you know if you're going to have problems it's it's one of the best problems to have that being said I sympathize with her you know it's I only but I sympathize with her because she, the way she's interpreting it is she's kind of putting the onus on her oh, and yeah, she's yeah. blaming herself and like she's the problem the solution that actually is making the problem worse that was my po- yeah that was my point that, <laughs> no, that was <laughs> Dr. Ken's point okay <laughs> thank you Dr. Ken when you're for welcome <laughs> but as, you know, as I was saying go ahead <laughs> 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 I love you, Dr. Ken. How's Dr. Ken well, you know, This is a little bit like having sex. Oh. <laughs> In terms of communication, it's like, I know oh, she's no, tensing up. <laughs> I know. And can, we, can we talk about how FDA, uh, uh, his thoughts on, uh, on childbirth involve a two-week uh, two <laughs> hospital stay by the mother? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> At a minimum, it's 14 <laughs> days in the hospital to give labor. FDA will say anything to win if I do it. <laughs> well, I love our special take today on relationship 911 because, boy, she could really use some 911 there. And if you ain't communicating, you're going to need it. And shout out to all of those men out there with just average size penises because I think in terms of some of the best sex I've heard women talk about has nothing to do with size. Yeah, shout and out to you guys. Everything to do with knowing how to use your body. What about those that aren't average? <laughs> Good for them. Those guys too, right? Yeah, you tiny thick guys. Yeah, I'm sorry about you guys. <laughs> That's a real problem. And that wraps it up. Another segment of Relationship 911. Relationship 911 is produced by Danny Lemos Creative and the LA Radio Studio. Producer Mike Stark. Executive producers Anita Hamilton and Danny Lemos. Social media coordinator Amanda De La Torre. Our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter handles are all Relationship 911 Radio. Enjoy your week and enjoy your relationships.